Hello and welcome to day two of Crikey's Election Cast, a podcast that will give you an independent and honest look at the politics, policy, and campaign antics in the lead up to the federal election. My name is Cam Wilson and it's Tuesday the 12th of April. Hey, before we go any further, do you mind if I ask just a little favour? It would mean so much to us if you could subscribe in your podcast platform of choice. And if you have a few spare minutes, give us a review to spread the good word about crikey.com.au's podcast. On today's pod, you'll be hearing more from me. I'll be speaking to Imogen Champagne, our audience editor, about the online campaign. What are the major parties doing online? Is TikTok going to have a big impact? And is anyone bloody paying attention to the election yet? I'll answer all that and more, throwing to you now, Imogen. Welcome to Twitter Spaces for the first time, Cam. Thank you. Good to be here, Imogen, and with uh, everyone who's listening. Yeah. Um, So before we get stuck into this year's campaigns, can we go back to 2019 for a minute? And can you tell us how important social media was during the 2019 elections? Yeah, look, uh, it feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? So much has it happened has. since then. <laughs> yep. um, I mean, back back then, actually, I was uh, I was working for another uh, publication. Uh, I won't say their name, but uh, another uh, the public broadcaster, we can just say. Um, <laughs> and I was over in, in Geraldton, and then I wasn't really reporting on election stuff, but I I was you know really beginning to take a like a very keen interest in this, and and I really mm-hmm. did follow the federal election campaign, and look, well, you know, so. Social media has been around in various forms for, for yonks now, or, or how it feels for me for yonks. Mm. Uh, 2019 was really, um, Facebook had definitely kind of matured by then. You know, the the, the, the big, like everyone knows, it was the um, Barack Obama 2008 uh, US presidential election. That's when I think it really came on the scenes in terms of um of uh, uh, like, you know, election uh, importance to elections internationally. And 2016, the Trump campaign again in the US, then we kind of saw, you know, the more of the idea about like, well, how do, um, you know, how are the, all these online communities, you know, less about it's, you know, the leader using social media to reach everyone and more about everything else, the whole uh, information ecosystem. 2019, um, I think was kind of really defined by two things, uh, the, the Australian, uh, sorry, 2019 federal election. The first one was that Labor acknowledged that it uh, had a, a real disadvantage in social media. Um, and, you know, they spoke in their 2019 post-mortem, the review of their election campaign, that the campaign essentially saw social media as kind of like an adjunct or an afterthought uh, to the rest of their campaign. And so the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, essentially it was like, you know, the, the main campaign was deciding messages and stuff, and then it would be like, okay, and then how can the digital campaign sort it out afterwards? And they recommended that um, instead that they have a kind of more more nimble, more agile, to use the words of a, of a previous uh, PM um, kind of social media campaign. The second thing that was really interesting, which which totally links into that and comes into that 2019 election review, was this, this big uh, social media boogeyman of this idea of Labor's death tax. This was spoken about a lot, uh, again, in the um, 2019 election review. And there was a great piece uh, in uh, The Guardian, um, I think, by a few authors, including Catherine Murphy, that looked at it. And and essentially what they said was that, you know, that they did a bit of a deep dive into it. And they said that, um, you know, the the campaigns themselves, you know, the, in particular, the coalition campaign was not kind of pushing an idea of death taxes. It's really something that almost kind of came 
organically out of, I guess, like, you know, the swamps of the internet. Of course, there was no mm-hmm. death tax. This was a kind of scare campaign, kind of similar, to, you know, to, to the Medi-Scare one uh, in 2016. Um, but when it did come up, it did start to get a little bit embraced by uh, certain members in the coalition who end up like, running Facebook ads around it as well. But really it was this kind of like organic campaign that grew and grew and grew. And, you know, in, in the... Um, um, in the piece in The Guardian, they talk about how just all of a sudden, I think it was like a month before um, the election campaign, like, you know, people who were out campaigning all of a sudden started getting these crazy questions about the labour tax. And then there was this, uh, the, the death tax. And there was this need for this like quick response. And they kind of did, they came out about it. But, you know, that was one of the things that people kind of viewed as this important aspect of the 2019 campaign that dampened Labor's chances and ultimately meant they couldn't and that they fell short. And and that is seen as like, you know, I think the really coming onto the scene of social media, you know, mis- and disinformation uh, in, in Australian federal elections. Mm. It seems it seems crazy now that that like what three years ago labor saw social media as like a secondary thing like a oh and this (laughs) um and and so different to now i mean so like back to the present now that the starting gun's gone off how are the campaigns using social media to portray their leaders i imagine it's a lot as you said a lot different to earlier. yeah i mean it is a lot different to to earlier and um you know i mean look we live in a continuous campaign. There's, there's, there's no period in which political leaders aren't, you know, trying to make their case to the public anymore. And social media has been a big part of that. You know, you can, you don't have to stump up for, say, like a television ad, you know, at any time and in every moment you can be doing kind of social media posts or that kind of thing. So, you know, they're all, always campaigning. And we, we really saw things kick up a lot around the budget time, you know, although it wasn't technically the federal election campaign, this was really the first set piece of the election campaign you had the federal government's budget and then you had uh anthony albanese helm the response and what i kind of saw in the the posts and the and the um ads on places like facebook and google um about uh the the, what came out of the budget was um it it was all kind of focusing on anthony albanese and the liberal ones were generally you know quite negative about him and um the 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 uh, ads and posts from from Labor were about defining who uh, Anthony Albanese uh, was, and we've kind of seen that kind mm-hmm. of continue. And, and what I've really noticed, which is interesting about Anthony Albanese's social media presence, is that I don't know how to say it in any other way that it's it's quite um, presidential in, in a way that I actually haven't seen from like an Australian. Uh, uh, politician like I was looking at a Twitter post that they made yesterday and it was like this kind of low shot you know Anthony, uh, Anthony Albanese kind of looking off into the distance in like a coat which is like not usually what we see in Australian politics you know it's usually you know, uh, you know we don't see many coats in Australian no, no, politics no, no, just generally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's usually you know sleeves rolled up hard hat on and of course there's going to be plenty mm. of that as well and even the first ad that they released, which was put online as well, you know, it's got this video and the first shot is Anthony Albanese looking straight at the camera in very like, almost looks like a, like a, a presidential address with like kind of, um, you know, a lot of light as well. So that's kind of what, what, what they're doing. On, on the on the liberal side, you know, it is uh, Scott Morrison again. You know, he's kind of more like always doing things, always uh, you know pointing at stuff or with other people, often with women as well. You know, that kind of thing they're trying to shore up 
um, some of the kind of weaknesses that they think that they have. Um, but of course, you've seen people outside of Scott Morrison, you know, plenty of MPs, more likely to act as, act as kind of like attack dogs. You know, when, when Albo had the gas yesterday, it wasn't Scott Morrison posting about it, but it was plenty of other um, uh, coalition MPs who want to stick the boot in. Mm. And just to get um, a little into the weeds here, down into the details, mm -hmm. what are the different ways that people can use digital campaigning? Well, so the, the, this, this, I was speaking to um, one of the major parties, one of their um, secretary, oh, like, um, uh, like t uh, kind of like party team about this um, early this mm. year. And they kind of point out that there's two main forms of, of social media campaigning. There's the stuff that comes on the organic posts. And so that's like, you know, if you or I post a Facebook post, that's an organic post. And then there's the kind of paid advertising, which is that they can, um, you know, use to target a people. When you do organic posts, that's really the kind of red meat for the base. That is you saying, I'm going to put content out there. These are the people who already follow me and I'm going to get them fired up. And the way that social media algorithms tend to work is that, you know, the more engagement you get on a piece of content, the further it goes, the more people it decides to show it to. So they say, you know, that's when we're going to like, you know, that's when we're going to, um, you know, share the stuff that we know gets our people excited, makes them more likely to share it. You know, that's when they really kind of get into the memes and stuff, even stuff that makes people share it and say, like, what is this? Or, like, isn't this funny or something like that? Like, that's the kind of content that you get from your um, organic posts. Then you've got the pay posts, and this is a real, like, you know, the flip side of it, which is, unlike organic posts which just kind of go out to everyone uh, all your followers and, and sometimes more um paid posts are, can be targeted you know on something like facebook you can really really target who you're trying to speak to you know demographics interests um at location and that allows you to reach people who aren't already gay engaged with you and so you know that kind of content which costs which is why it's kind of more more difficult uh, or, or kind of like you know um i guess you know that you've got more restrictions around it because obviously you've only got a finite amount of money it's that kind of um uh, kind of uh, function that allows them to you know potentially reach you know those swing voters who aren't paying attention to politics who you know for both the leaders maybe you don't like either leader they're the ones you can kind of reach with targets, uh, uh, targeted messages, and you know the campaigns hope really be able to kind of get them on side. I don't mean to um, put you on the spot with this or ask like a gotcha question, but can you, off the top of your head, do you have any weird examples of like particular demographics that are being targeted with like weird messages that the rest of us wouldn't be seeing? Um, not off the top of my head, because so what happens is is, is there is a transparency measure in Facebook that allows you to see ages, um, rough like states uh, and, and different campaigns. Uh, but I, mm. I, I don't get to kind of see kind of drill down more than that. But you do see like okay. very specific messages. Like, you know, sometimes you'll see, um, you know, things about like about promoting small business and trades. And that's often then targeted to like males 18 to 35 and not, you know, uh, uh, women in 65 and over. So, you know, they do try, not only do they try like, you know, different posts, but even within those posts, they have variations, like slightly different sizes or graphics or the same message but with different pictures of the leader just to see what works mm. because the other thing not to get too into the weeds about uh, Facebook's advertising thing is that the more engaging your content is the more that people kind of care about it the, the cheaper it is to kind of see more people it still has a little bit of that mm. algorithmic thing so like you can try and see which messages really work and that means you can kind of test what you think is, is going to um, resonate with voters.
Yeah, right. Um, so we can't talk about social media without talking about the newest edition, TikTok. <laughs> it didn't exist last election. I know you're. Oh fan. yeah. Um, just how important do you think it's going to be this? Yeah, year? I think it's it, it's important. So for those people who don't know, TikTok is that short video um, uh, platform. It's a social media network, but really, it's it's mostly a lot about kind of consuming content and that is kind of fed to you by an algorithm and not from your friends. Like it's less about like who you follow and more the, the, the algorithm figures out what you're kind of interested in. It didn't exist uh, in its current form during the 2019 election, but now it's like, it is enormous. Like, you know, TikTok is significantly bigger um, than, than Twitter, for example. Uh, uh, Like everyone here, you know, I'm sure like loves Twitter, but like Twitter is a very (laughs) engaged, but smaller, um, part of the Australian population. And if I recall correctly, it's got more users than even something like Instagram. I think it's about on par with how much, like in terms of time spent on it uh, with, with with YouTube and just behind platforms. So that, that's enormous in just a few years. Um, yeah. We've seen the political parties start to like dip their toes into it. Um, it really that really has kind of been an advantage for labor. I've seen them do a lot more kind of social video, and that's what I mean by that is short, often highly produced, edited together videos. Often they'll be pointing out at like a gaffe from you know the or, or a kind of awkward or, or negative moment from the Liberal Party, or they'll be doing kind of like a um, you know a kind of kind of chat to the camera about what they're doing. Um, on the on the coalition side, I don't think there's any nationals on it. There are a few. Um, there's only a few uh, Liberal MPs. I mean, Scott Morrison joined at the start of the year and he has is by far the biggest out of all of them. But it does seem, you know, in this area, which is particularly engaging, we know that Twitter, uh, that sorry, that TikTok users who are on it are spending like, a lot of time on it. So they're super engaged. We know that like Labor has an advantage there, but ultimately it's a kind of a small part of the platform. Um, but they are kind of younger voters, so maybe they're already kind of, you know, uh, kind of more kind of inclined towards the left anyway. It's hard to tell what the impact mm. would be, but if you were just looking at the kind of scoreboard, you'd, you'd chalk up uh, TikTok as an advantage to the kind of left major political parties and not so much the right. Yeah, okay. Um, so I have one more question for Cam, and then if anyone who is listening has a question, just hit the request to speak button. Uh, I think it's down the left, and we'll see how many you get in. Uh, we can get in, sorry. Um, Cam, we've spoken a lot about what the campaigns are doing online, but how are people responding to what they're doing? I mean, everyone here is obviously very engaged and no doubt like looking to hear about the election, but the general public at large, how are they responding to it? Yeah, from what I can tell, um, they're not that into it yet, <laughs> which, which like kind of, kind of makes sense, right? Like, you know, for many of the people here, I'm sure you're like all super into it and, and, you know, you've been waiting for this a long time. And so you're like, great, the election's here. This is the real main event as we get into, um, you know, in the lead up to, to polling day, you know, politicians pull mm. out all the surprises, they have their high profile mistakes, all that kind of stuff. Um, but when I was looking at kind of things like Google search data, when I was looking at whether, you know, um, uh, like hashtags to do with the election were trending on places like TikTok, I didn't see that much interest. Um, and then I kind of compared it to yeah. the um, 2019 campaign. I was looking at how many people were searching for election. And that essentially just skyrocketed in a day or two before the election. So, you know, my gut mm-hmm. feeling is there's a very small 
part of the population who's engaged, who loves this stuff and who's paying attention. Of course, the media is paying attention and, and media perception yeah. then shapes the rest of the campaign. So, you know, they'll develop the narratives that then inform people who aren't, you know, desperately searching elections 16 times a day. But for the vast majority <laughs> of people, it kind of makes sense. You know, you tune in at the end, you see what the result was, you know, you'll hear different people's perspectives on what, you know, policies work, how, how they are as people, and then you'll be like, great, that's how I'm going to make up my mind. So it kind of makes sense that people aren't super into it yet. Um, and it's mm. a long six weeks to be paying attention to every single thing that happens. It is. Only day two. <laughs> Feels longer. Um, okay, we have a – yeah, it does. We have a question. I've never done – okay. All right. We've just invited someone to ask a question. Here we go. Oh, maybe they've gone. No, Hello, are you there? They're connecting now, I think it says. Yep, are yeah, they, they are. They're, they're on. Hello. Did in what you thought about how the party's online campaigns interact with their print campaigns, and I suppose something that made me think of that was the latest sort of coverage of um, Albo's gaffe with the interest rate Uh and it seems to me that there's sort of separate conversations happening online versus on print um, in terms of how that event should be interpreted. So I just, I just in general terms, interested in how you see print campaigns interacting with online ones. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Thank you. Um, sorry I didn't grab your name, but yeah, thanks for the question. Um, okay, I mean, I'm, that's kind of like a, a complicated issue because I, I think probably what you're hinting at is that you know, I've seen online probably more of a backlash to these questions from journalists, which are about the, you know, the cash rate target and unemployment rate. And then I think there's been more like kind of gotcha questions today. Um, and and that, there's been a bit of a backlash, people saying they don't care versus, of course, um, how the media has, has, I think kind of traditional media has generally covered it, which is the idea that, you know, this the, these gaffes by elbow, which is, you know, a few and the questions he doesn't really know the answer to have really dominated coverage so far. Um, I mean, I think the first thing is like, you know, political reporting generally, and this is something I'm not an expert on, but just like my kind of two cents is all about kind of, um, you know, at its core, it kind of needs to convince people that these things are important, you know, that like it, people have got to sell papers, they've got to get retweets or, or heaps of shares or, uh, of course, this is crikey.com.au excluded. We are very, very reasonable about this stuff. But everyone else, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, there is an incentive to kind of play it up. And, and you know, people are raring, you know, like I said, there's not that many people necessarily super interested, I think, in the election campaign at the start. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, the campaigns, when they get their first bit of, like, red meat, these, these like, um, uh, journalists are kind of jumping on this being like, aha. So how does that kind of play out? I mean, we're kind of getting into the kind of more nuanced um, world in like, you know, now, you know, it used to be, it was very kind of difficult to kind of give this feedback to traditional media, but with social media, now we can kind of, um, you know, the average person can interact with politicians and, and, and media and all that and give them feedback in a way that wasn't possible and also drive narratives that are seen by more people. Um, I, I do think that, um, I, I mean, I'll just say that at the end of the day, like some people say that Twitter isn't real life and I disagree with that. I think, you know, everyone on Twitter is real. All of you guys are real. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're all like, real. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope you're real. Uh, no, no, I, I know you're real. But it, it's not always um, representative 
representative. And by that, I mean, like, we know that people on Twitter, even the people who are super engaged at the moment are, are on, on Facebook and other places are the people who are paying more attention than the average person. And they're more likely to kind of have a say about, you know, media ethics. They may even have um, a very strong, you know, partisan view in which they might feel that, you know, they're, they're probably more likely to have a partisan view, which means that they'll have a feeling about whether this is fair or not, because it, it might affect, you know, their, their team, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're in a new time for media. We can speak back to media in a way that wasn't possible and, and, challenge, and challenge narratives. But I do also think that, um, you know, just because people are saying that online doesn't mean the average person who isn't politically engaged won't see, you know, Alba makes a gaffe and, and instantly think that that's unfair. I think that, like, you know, their views might be different to what we're necessarily seeing on Twitter. Thanks, Cam. Um, I've got one more. Oh, I've got two more questions. So, uh, I think can it was Ro Rosen McGee. Yeah, can you can you just say your name when you you say hi? Hi. Um, yeah, sorry because I don't know if people's um profile names are their names. Um, hi, my name is Roisin. This is the first Twitter Space I've ever listened to. Um, well, I had a question about sort of obviously we've talked about what the parties themselves are doing, but I guess sort of affiliated groups, officially or unofficially, um, what they're doing around the election obviously i know that we've had stories before about a lot of mps like secretly running like local community facebook groups or local community pages to sort of push their agenda on the flip side um and like full disclosure i work for a union we had some uh a story i think last week about unions not having like the full aec disclosure on their tiktoks um i was kind of wondering what we've seen around that and how it sort of plays into the party strategies or when it's groups that are not officially affiliated in any way? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Thanks, Roisin. Um, and nice to have you here in your first Twitter space. <laughs> um, look, I mean, that, that's all a kind of very murky world that's kind of hard to uh, understand. I mean, look, there, there have been plenty of examples in the past of politicians either running groups or pages or even, you know, kind of fake burner accounts um, I, I would say that during the election, I doubt that that is kind of, um, you know, that, that's not something that will come up with now because it's very hard to kind of build up a following. Uh, you know, if you really want to do that, that's kind of like a long game. But I, I also do know, and I, and I can't really report anything on this strongly, but I do know in the past, you know, MPs, you know, and, and pol political parties have always kind of, um, you know, interacted with with kind of, you know, influencers to kind of say, hey, look at this, or like, isn't this a funny story, or check out this. And, and that might not be like super secret information, but it might be just like, look, hey, this is a really like, cool, and, and I should say they do this with journalists as well, or like, hey, check out this like funny moment that a politician did, isn't it bad for them? And, and that's how they can kind of interact with, um, you know, online creators from everyone from journalists to influencers to, you know, union accounts on TikTok who, who, who don't have their AEC stuff. That's how they kind of have influence over it. Um, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, in Australia, we have electoral laws where you're supposed to have, um, uh, you know, you're supposed to say authorization if you are doing an electoral message. Uh, that's kind of like a, you've got to, essentially, you've got to you figure out that someone hasn't done that. And, and that's kind of pretty hard to do um, if they're kind of, you know, someone's DMing or giving information or if it's a fake account. But uh, yeah, so look, we know what kind of happens. Um, I, I would say that, 
I would say that, like, you know, I've I've seen groups like, you know, a few months back I reported about there was just this, like, anti-Scott Morrison group that popped up uh, that was using Facebook advertising to reach people and it wasn't clear who was behind it. And then after we reported it, it disappeared and we have no idea who did that. Um, so it, it totally happens uh, and that's the kind of, uh, you know, fun and games of digital campaigning. That was me, Cam Wilson, talking to Crikey's audience editor, Imogen Champagne. And that is our election cast for today. We will be back tomorrow in your ears. Please subscribe to the podcast and review to it if you like what we're doing. And you can find everything we discussed here and more on crikey.com.au. Bye.